We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's up packer friends welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl appreciate you joining me today Today's topic is going to be about Aaron Rodgers, and more specifically, if Aaron Rodgers can win his third consecutive and fifth overall MVP award. So today I'm going to be breaking down the reasons why I think he can win his fifth MVP award, and maybe a few reasons why it's going to be difficult for him to do so. I think a lot of the question clearly is based around well, is he going to be quite as good without Devontae Adams at wide receiver? I think it's fair to say that a lot of Devontae Adams, not a lot, but some of Devontae Adams' success was based upon having the MVP at quarterback. And I think it's fair to say that some of Aaron Rodgers' success of the last few seasons has clearly been due to having arguably the best wide receiver at football at his disposal. So watching how these two perform, Devontae Adams with Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers with a plethora of different wide receivers that are not named Devontae Adams, how do each of them perform without each other? And I think that led a lot of people to wonder, is he still an MVP caliber quarterback? So let's start with the negatives first. We'll end with the positives. But here are eight reasons why I think it's going to be very difficult for Aaron Rodgers to win an MVP this upcoming season. And number one, it goes without saying, is the fact that there is no Devontae Adams. And I think more importantly is Aaron Rodgers is just going to have to play a bit different, right? And clearly, We have seen Aaron Rodgers adjust his playing style over the years. We have seen him have magnificent performances when he has been without some of his top wide receivers. We all know at this point that Aaron Rodgers is 7-0 without Devontae Adams at his disposal, and the offenses seem nearly unstoppable when he has been out of the lineup for whatever reason. So it's not to say that Aaron Rodgers can't change things around. It's not to say that he can't be successful. And I think Aaron Rodgers would probably laugh at the idea that all of a sudden with without Devontae Adams, he's all of a sudden not going to be an MVP caliber quarterback, but it's more that he's just going to have to change his style of play. And I think maybe the bigger thing here, right, is we have seen times, specifically when Jordy Nelson went out with his torn ACL, that 
the offense had to change and it took a while, if if it ever happened even until Matt LaFleur came in, like it just was a lot more disjointed. And if you remember what happened without Jordy Nelson is there wasn't, like when he went out with his ACL, there wasn't that key number one wide receiver. Defenses played the wide receivers a lot different, a lot more press man to man. The receivers struggled to get off of that. They played an extra safety in the box. They played a single high safety. And I'm not clearly saying every play here, but that was more their general philosophy. That made it really difficult to run the football. And now at that time, Aaron Rodgers had a tough offensive line. Um, you know, that was letting people in far too easily. Now he was having to try to be Superman where his eyes were dropping so that he could buy more time to give his wide receivers time, more time downfield. And if all of a sudden you get into that vicious cycle where receivers aren't getting open, so Rodgers is trying to buy more time, but the offensive line isn't holding up their end of the bargain. Now you've got a crisis situation. And while Aaron Rodgers can still get you through some of that, it doesn't always look great. It doesn't look pleasing. It's not usually an MVP worthy performance and your offense is going to struggle more often than not. And it's not to say that you can't even win football games in some of those scenarios, but it's just usually not an MVP caliber performance just because the pieces around him aren't setting Rodgers up for success. And if that's the case, even if he's doing everything great at his you know, insane level that he's capable of playing at, it just may not be a very, you know, aesthetically pleasing style of football to watch. And we could see the numbers drop considerably. I don't think that's going to happen, but if all of a sudden you lose one of those key pieces, like when Green Bay lost Jordy Nelson, in this case, they lose Devontae Adams, there is an adjustment period. And if that adjustment period takes some time and that costs Aaron Rodgers, maybe some wins, maybe it, I know wins aren't a quarterback stat, but you get what I'm saying. Um, it, or it also affects just his you know completion percentage and his yards and his touchdowns that ultimately could affect his MVP candidacy. So no Devontae Adams. Clearly, he's going to have to play a different brand of football, and he's still going to need the support of his teammates around him because while he is superhuman at times and can do a lot of the heavy lifting, it looks its best and it's at its best when he's getting help from everyone surrounding him. Number two is that the Packers very much could focus more on the running game, and that could affect Rodgers' stats as well. I think we would love to say that the MVP award is not a stats award, but let's be real, right? If somebody doesn't have a really good winning record and is on one of the best football teams and is having one of the best statistical seasons in the, you know, in the league that season, they're probably not going to be in consideration for the MVP award. So even if Rodgers is playing out of his mind, but the statistics are taking a step back, maybe he's, you know, under 35 touchdowns, maybe he's under 4,000 yards, which has not been the case the last couple seasons in this Matt LaFleur offense. You know, if all of a sudden those things don't ring true, then you could have a much tougher time convincing MVP voters that he's actually the MVP of the league. I could have him as my highest graded quarterback or highest graded player on the team. Profile football focus might have him graded as the highest player in all of the NFL. But if the stats aren't there and it's not as aesthetically pleasing, unfortunately, that's probably going to affect his candidacy. And if they're not one of the best teams in football, I'm not saying they won't be, but that could affect it as well. But we could see a lot more of the running game, a lot more of Aaron Jones, a lot more of AJ Dillon. And if they're poaching some of those touchdowns, specifically now running touchdowns instead of passing touchdowns, that unfortunately could affect Aaron Rodgers as well. Number three is that we could see Aaron Rodgers lose some of his efficiency without Devontae Adams. So it's not just that Devontae Adams isn't there, that he's going to have to change the way that he plays, but Devontae Adams was so quick and so efficient at beating corners and was able to set up some really easy passes for Aaron Rodgers because of how quickly he won on the outside 
without having that Aaron Rodgers efficiency inherently would you would think is going to go down in some capacity. Now, it's not always the case. And as I stated earlier, we've seen in seven games without Devontae Adams that Rodgers has been insanely, insanely efficient in those games. In fact, there could be a counter argument here that without Adams, he's actually distributing the ball to different players and getting the ball out of his hands quicker and being more of a distributor, which could actually be a positive. But at the end of the day, having that cheat code on the outside that has those quick wins and makes you a very efficient passer and can make you look good even when he's double or triple covered and you still throw the ball to him, those are just things that we don't know if that skill set exists in any capacity on the Packers offense right now. And without that, we could see a less efficient Aaron Rodgers, which once again could affect his stats and affect his MVP candidacy. Number four is the offensive line question marks. And not knowing 100% right now the status of what you know David Bakhtiari is going to be for the, the entirety of the season, not knowing when Elton Jenkins is going to come back, those are fairly significant question marks. Because while we saw a very efficient offense last season, well, an efficient offense last season, a very efficient offense two seasons ago, we saw the efficiency drop because the offensive line wasn't as good. Corey Lindsley was gone. David Bakhtiari was gone. And then Elton Jenkins was gone, you know, what, midway, a little past midway through the season. And that affected the Packers in huge ways. Credit Adam Stenovich and Luke Butkus for getting that offensive line ready and prepared and doing everything they could to compete week in and week out. I thought it was an insanely impressive performance by the offense and specifically the offensive line and their coaches to not have those players and still be as good as they were. But if this team doesn't have specifically Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, and or if they can't stay healthy on the offensive line, that's going to make things a lot tougher. And that's where we can see Aaron Rodgers dropping his eyes to focus more on the pass rush rather than the receivers downfield. If receivers aren't winning immediately, that's going to make things tougher. So it all goes back to the talent around him. And with no Devontae Adams and question marks surrounding David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, those are going to be big question marks that need to get answered if Aaron Rodgers is once again going to be MVP this upcoming season. The next is a little bit lame, and I don't even want to necessarily speak it into existence, but you, and I'm not really a believer in people being due for anything, uh, but you could argue that Aaron Rodgers is due for some sort of injury, whether that's even a, a two or three week injury or something. He's gone four straight seasons with 16 games in a row. Last year, he's missed the, you know, missed the game due to uh, the COVID protocols, but um, overall has been able to complete, you know, a 16 game season in four consecutive years. Um, he's now going to be 39 years old. And, you know, you could see, you know, uh, just issues with injuries, right? That just sort of comes with the age. Now, Tom Brady has shown that you can play right through that. And if Rodgers is getting rid of the football and the offensive line is holding up their end of the bargain, that's going to make it less likely. But you could make an argument that he could be due for an injury. And even if that's a three or four week injury, that's clearly going to affect his MVP candidacy in some capacity, probably a major capacity and probably eliminate it, you know, him from consideration altogether. Next is just him being age 39 this upcoming season. You know, that could be a, you know, there could just be a decline in overall productivity, right? Not saying there's going to be, uh, but, you know, Tom Brady is a freak and he's done this at an insanely high level. And I think Aaron Rodgers is heading in that same direction, but you just don't know how everyone's body is going to respond to getting older and continuing to play in this league. This is going to be your Aaron Rodgers age 39 season. 
and we could just see some level of decline. And even if those are minuscule declines, right? Even if his arms is just a little less strong, even if his mobility is just a little less mobile, like even if things just go a little bit down, that hurts his overall ability, which could ultimately hurt his overall MVP candidacy if he's not all of a sudden just this superhuman out on the field at all times. So I don't think there's any question that he's going to be a great quarterback, but is he the greatest quarterback and is he the greatest player in the league? That's what we're debating here. And any sort of decline, even in small doses, could make it that Rodgers isn't quite as good this upcoming year. Number seven is maybe the biggest one on this list, and that could be voter fatigue. People don't like seeing the same person win things over and over. We like change. We like something different, right? So, you know, there are a lot of players that are going to be very deserving of MVP consideration this season. And if anything's close, you can easily see voters saying, all right, Rodgers has won four of these. He's won two in a row. It's time to give it to Josh Allen or it's time to give it to Joe Burrow, right? So the voter fatigue and the fact that Rodgers has had, you know, back-to-back MVP seasons already, not to mention that we've already seen some voters arrogantly and incorrectly say that they won't vote for Rodgers for, you know, off the field reasons, um, you know, that that could just go into the equation here. And if if people start having voter fatigue on Aaron Rodgers and want to see a different person win MVP, that ultimately could affect his candidacy as well. And then the last reason why we may not see an Aaron Rodgers MVP season is due to competition. There are, as mentioned, a lot of players that are going to be MVP caliber candidates this season. He's going to be competing just at the quarterback position against guys like Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, and that new Denver offense. Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Those are all, to me, very legitimate MVP candidates. Derrick Henry could easily get his name in the conversation. So, that, that's like, that is a ton of talent to compete against in any of those players amongst I'm sure others as well. But those would be the key ones to me that are very, very much in the MVP consideration. And if just one of them has an absurd season, which for Allen or Mahomes or Burrow, you know, any of these guys isn't out of the realm of possibility, it could just set the bar too high and Rogers may not be able to meet it. So those are the reasons I think he may not be MVP for a third consecutive season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Here's the reason why I think he could be. The first is consistency. The dude hasn't had double-digit interception seasons in like 11 years. It is absurd. He continues to put up ridiculous numbers, high amounts of touchdowns, high completion percentage, tons of touchdowns, no interceptions, and just play at a high level every single season. There is just a certain level of consistency where it is hard now in a 17-game season for anybody. I don't care if you're Allen or Brady or Mahomes or Herbert. It is hard for anyone to put together that level of consistency. We sort of finally saw it with Patrick Mahomes a season ago where every defense is going to figure out how best to defend all of these different players. Well, guess what? Everything has been thrown at Aaron Rodgers at this point, and he knows how to respond to everything. He is going to average about 250 yards and two touchdowns a game. He is going to probably put, if he's healthy, over 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. He's not going to throw any interceptions, and he's going to almost do it in his sleep, and he's going to make it look easy. He is just so consistent that it's up to everyone else to put together a 17-game consistent season just to compete with Aaron Rodgers. So while it's possible one of them does... I put more money on Aaron Rodgers being the most consistent of any of those quarterbacks and having less games where he just doesn't have any productivity whatsoever, which ultimately, you know, betters his chances statistically, gives him more wins on the season. His level of consistency shouldn't go unnoticed. And it's just really hard for anyone to put together 17 games like that. If anyone can, it's Aaron Rodgers. Number two is with no Devontae Adams, he may need to be the hero, right? There isn't as much, you know, as many weapons on this offense as there has been in season past. And a lot of times we like the story or telling the story of like, oh, he single-handedly brought this team to the number one offense in football. Like he didn't have Devontae Adams and he didn't have so-and-so like MVS left for Kansas City. It's just Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of non-first round picks surrounding him. And that will be the storyline that Rodgers overcame losing Adams and having all of these rookie wide receivers and players like Sammy Watkins that he hasn't played with. The story will be how Aaron Rodgers overcame that and was the hero of this offense. So this offense is one of the top offenses or the top offense in football, the credit unequivocally will be given to Aaron Rodgers. Whereas before it was like, well, it's Rodgers, but they also have the best receiver in football. So, you know, Rodgers would kind of get dinged for that. Now, all of the credit will clearly go to Aaron Rodgers in this situation. Next up is the Packers should be a very good playoff team once again, and could easily be in the conversation for winning the NFC. 
And make no mistake about it, there are voters that will only vote for the best player on the best teams, right? If you are an unbelievable player, but your team didn't make the playoffs, there are voters that just will not vote for you. So the Packers have as good of a chance as any of being in the playoffs. Something would have had to go drastically wrong for the Packers not to make the playoffs. And quite frankly, the only way I see the Packers not making the playoffs is an injury to Aaron Rodgers. And if that happens, he's not winning an MVP anyway. So if, if he's healthy uh, all year long, this is going to be a very good football team with a ton of wins, which is inherently going to put him in the MVP conversation. Next is, and I sort of mentioned this in the negatives earlier, but with no Devontae Adams, this offense should be more balanced. That includes more Dylan, more Jones, more Tunyon, more everyone, right? All of these different wide receivers. And ultimately, I think that can be a good thing. I think that could keep defenses more off balance. And I think that's part of the reason we've seen this team be successful when Devontae Adams hasn't been in the lineup. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying this team is better with Devontae Adams. That'd be stupid. But I do think that this uh, offense has the ability to be more balanced and can be efficient because of that balance. So I actually think that that also could benefit Aaron Rodgers as he becomes more of the distributor in this offense, doesn't necessarily just look for his superhero Devontae Adams and lets his other players do a little bit more of the heavy lifting. I actually think that that could be a positive. We also heard last year when Rodgers thought he wasn't going to get, you know, voted for MVP because of the woke mob, whatever. Uh, But we heard him very much care, I think, about his legacy, right? Like he cares about these MVP awards. He, you know, I know he's not going to say like, you know, yeah, I want everyone to vote for for me for MVP. I know he's not going to like, he's going to talk about wanting the team success, but he talks all the time about legacy. And guess what? This would be his fifth MVP, which would tie Peyton Manning. And this would be his third consecutive MVP, which would tie Brett Favre, of course. So uh, there is a level of legacy that I'm sure Rodgers is going to be motivated by. But more importantly, voters might be motivated by that too. We love historical things. So if Aaron Rodgers is going for his fifth MVP award to tie Peyton Manning, that will be a story and voters could be swayed by that. Same thing if he's going for his third consecutive MVP. I know voter fatigue could play a part, but going for history could play a part as well. And Aaron Rodgers has the opportunity to do that. And I think Rodgers may be motivated by that legacy and voters might be as well. Next is, I mentioned all those quarterbacks earlier, but a lot of the AFC quarterbacks, the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the Justin Herberts, the Joe Burrows, the Russell Wilsons, the Lamar Jacksons, those guys might beat up on each other. That is a very tough AFC conference. And you could see some of those top teams, especially in the AFC West with Herbert and Wilson and Mahomes, just beat the crap out of each other. And if that's the case, you could see teams with less wins and you could just see you know, some of their MVP candidacies go out the window because of that. If you're third in the AFC West, which either Herbert or Mahomes or Wilson is going to be, one of them is going to be at least third. Um, that is going to hurt your MVP candidacy, right? So uh, I just think that they could beat up on each other, which may make things a little bit easier in the NFC where, yes, you still have Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. You still have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but it's a little bit less competitive and you could see those teams rise to the top a little bit easier in the NFC. The next is that Rodgers could basically have two and a half more games than he had a season ago. He won the MVP with an absolutely brutal game to start the season, which actually basically acted like their fourth preseason game against New Orleans and Jacksonville, playing only half the game against Detroit on the final game, which he like the offense basically played at half speed, and then missing the Kansas City game due to the COVID restrictions. So he could actually play about two and a half to three games more than he did a season ago when he won the MVP. So the statistics could only increase if he actually plays a full competitive 17 game season, which it wasn't a season ago because of different circumstances. So that gives him another potential advantage. 
And the last one isn't super scientific, so bear with me for just a second. But my final one is that he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. And guess what? If Aaron freaking Rodgers wants to go out and compete for an MVP, guess what? He's probably going to go out and compete for another MVP. So those are my reasons why I think that he could. It should be a really interesting thing to track. Um, I think he's definitely going to be in the conversation. If he's healthy, he should be at worst in what? The top five conversation for MVP this season. So uh, he's going to be in the conversation and we're just going to have to wait and see to see how well this Packers team does and how well Aaron Rodgers does. And if he can actually win his league tying fifth MVP and his third consecutive MVP. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.